Hello, and welcome to Steeped in Mystery. I'm Amanda. I am Jenna, and Amanda, guess what? <gasps> what? It's our 50th episode. Oh my gosh. Dun, dun, dun. We're so close to the one-year mark. We are. It's like this far away. I know. I'm so excited, aren't you? <laughs> yes. I'm so I'm excited. ecstatic. This is just excellent. Yes. I can't believe we've been doing it this long. Um, I have to admit, this first... 50 episodes has been monumental. Yeah. It's been pretty exciting. It really has. I love it. Me too. So for our 50th episode, we're doing a very, 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 very fun topic. Fairies. Fae folk and the (laughs) like. And in honor of fairies, we are drinking a peace protection tea today. It smells so good. It reminds me of those like little like bean pillows that you'd warm up and, oh, and smell yeah. them when you go to sleep See, at night. it's it's like it's like a flower garden in a cup. It really is. There's even like little flowers floating in our teapot. Yeah. It's absolutely delicious. I love that. Okay. Okay. So, we got a lot to unpack here and I feel like even with what we have, it doesn't even really scratch the surface of all there is. Likely not. To likely to not. This. But we're we're going to just it, it, for my part, I'm going to kick us off, if you don't mind. We'll just get going. Yeah, let's do it. And I'm going to kick us off with a kind of, not necessarily origin, but yeah, kind of like, you know, the groundwork for fae folk and fairies. So there are many spellings, as people know, of the fairies and fae and fae folk. But when you look at the root of it, ultimately it comes down to the Latin Fata. Fata? Or the fates. Oh. Which we all know is a group of Roman goddesses who decided the fate of more mortals. Right. They had the the strings and they would cut the strings of life and things like that. Yep. So the old French fairy is a divination of fae or the vulgar Latin fata. Oh. And then from there, we get uh, modern English interprets fairy as meaning realm of the phase. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. Or I would, I would even say it's more like a person or a being from the realm of the phase. Yeah. That sounds actually... A little closer to... to yes. On the nose. Yeah. So in later folklore, um, it is possible it came to refer to magical ladies of all varieties where it started out around the you know roman goddesses ah that's part of it magical ladies yes and i will circle back because there's a lot of history like we said so uh anyway so fata became fae f-a-e right and then f-a-e fae became fairy by adding the suffix E-R-I-E, so fairy, which denotes a craft. So eerie is a craft, which I didn't know the root of that. So fey craft, um, in this case, the craft of enchantment. Ah, yes. There we go. And I think that's kind of universal for all fairies that i have read about yeah even when you're talking with other random groups of fae because i know uh there's a few other 
creatures considered to be part of the fae realm all of them have their own magical properties to them yes yeah and we're gonna circle back on that so uh recognized in anglo Anglo anglo-saxon uh uh cultures um the english the french the scandinavian the germanic the slavic the Iceland people, uh, pre-Parisian culture had a sort of fae or fairy lore. Uh, Japanese, Hawaiian, North American, Mexican, Mexico, Bolivia, South America, and Africa all have lore and stories of fae folk. I always like to point this out when multiple cultures during an early stage of development prior to a lot of intermingling have stories about creatures that are basically the same thing. Right. At that point, I feel like it's unnegotiable proof that there was something similar mm-hmm. out there in the world at that time. I, it, right. Like it's irrefutable. Right. So there is a tradition that if you give fairies names or if you find out a fae name it will invoke them which could also anger them so the use of titles would placate them so if you called them queen or sire or prince instead um, and many people use other titles to avoid naming them directly Um, and also they use a very long list of terms to describe the fairy folk. And here are just a few. Oh, man. This is not by any means a definitive list. Oh, God. Here we go. Fair folk, forgetful people, the gentry, (laughs) golden folk, good folk, good people, gray neighbors, heath people, hill folk, honest folk, little folk, little men, lordly ones, Little fellows, <laughs> men of peace, the mob. <laughs> That's the one that kind of, that one kind of got me. I'm like the mob. <laughs> Mother's blessing, the old people, old things, other crowd, <laughs> people of the hills, small people, the green coats, and my personal favorite, the wee folk. Say what you will, but we have not been as an inventive with names in our time as that I list. know. <laughs> I know. So when you think about it, that, that part where they say, if you say the name of a fairy, think about Peter Pan and Tinkerbell. Right. Peter Pan knew Tinkerbell, a.k.a. the fairy, by her name. And when he would tell Tinkerbell something to do, she would do it. But yeah. she would also be... Mysteri- mischievous and disgruntled a little bit. A little bit bratty about having to yes, do it. Yes, yeah. but she would always do Well, it, I, I let me just point out, in the traditional Peter Pan from There's Disney. There's so many reimagined. But there is, yes. But it, I love the original one. I, that one's it, my It's favorite. got a soft spot, uh, spot for me, nostalgically. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. who doesn't love Tinkerbell? Yeah, so when you think about it, I mean, think about him being... If you know their name, you can get them to do things and, and call upon them, and, and they do not like that. They don't like to be behooven to anybody, which, fair. I, I mean, wouldn't like does? that. Yeah. So imagine someone knowing your name and being like, Jenna, 
you have to scrub the floors and you just sit there scrubbing them against your own will. Yeah. Yeah, no. <laughs> no. Screw that. Okay. I did come across this, um, uh, it's a little rhyme Aww. Uh, from a man named Chamber from 1842. Okay. And it's from Popular Rhymes of Scotland, <laughs> page 324. Now, when I found this on the interwebs, it was written in old Scottish English. Then they had a translation. So it was like Gaelic or like... No, it was like the old Scots where you say him and... Oh, and it was yeah. translating how they spoke English into yes. written words. I, so I understand So I'm now. actually reading the translation. I thought about trying to read the old Gaelic with my, you know, fake brogue, <laughs> but then I decided against it. <laughs> You're like, I can't keep it up that long. Nope. Okay. If you call me an imp or elf... I counsel you, look well to yourself. If you call me fairy, I'll work you great misery. If you ca- if good neighbor you call me, then good neighbor I will be. But if you call me Seely White, I'll be your friend both day and night. Oh. And it also offered a explanation, a definition for Seely, which means blessed, lucky, or fortunate. And um, white meaning living thing. So if so, basically, if you call me a a blessed living thing, I'll be your friend forever. Right. Yeah. If, if a fairy shows up and you're like, oh, look at this blessed little thing, it's gonna be like, oh, yeah, you flatter me. I'll take care of yes. you. <laughs> yes. 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 So um, I thought that was a, I love a nice that. little and and he wrote it from the perspective of the fairy, obviously trying to tell us humans what to do yes i I appreciate stuff like that yeah yeah. Yeah. little little rhymes and stories like that i feel like weave such an interesting picture of what life was like yes yeah for sure um okay so the earliest mention of fae or fairies was actually in the 13th century in the literature Oh. So I'm sure oral tradition goes way back farther than that. But but um, 13, 13th century by Gervasi of, of Tilbury, um, who was a historian. And in 1485, the book Le Mort d'Arthur, Morgan Le Fay. So that's obviously French, meaning the life of Arthur and Morgan de Fay. Um, whose connection to the realm of fairies is implied actually in her name. So Morgan. Of the Fae. Of the Fae. And also the source of her power. Right. Is she's, she's a fairy. So, um, okay. So we kind of got a little bit of some history there. So now let's, let's kind of talk about what do fairies look like? Okay. So like, obviously there's the classic fairy, right? Yes. Uh, like, okay, you describe your version of the classic fairy. Okay. Okay. So I think if you say fairy to like a kid or even anyone who started learning about that stuff when they were mm-hmm. a kid, it invokes this image of this small slender being, mm-hmm. like not that high, maybe as big as your hand at the most. Sure, sure. Uh, wings that look like a dragonfly or something else, iridescent in a way, and sort of 
glowing and beautiful. Yes. That is like the fairy picture. Okay. So yes, generally described as human in appearance, but they can be very tiny to the actual size of a person. And some lore says they can actually go back and forth from very tiny to full-size human size. Oh, God. That sounds like the worst werewolf transformation. I know. <laughs> I'm like, uh, okay. Um, some say they're dressed in gray with armor. Gray folk. Okay. okay. So, yeah, gray folk. Um, others, green dress. So, the green coaties. Okay. Right? That's that's mm-hmm. tracking a little bit. I, yep. I get that. S- some come wearing shoes. Others are barefoot. Uh, wings are actually a later Victorian era edition. Really? Yes. With butterfly or dragonfly wings. But most flew with magic. So they either flew themselves without wings or they would fly or they would climb onto like birds and fly on birds or the like. I love that. Right? I love that. So there are also hundreds of descriptions of fairies. Some, again, handsome and fair. Others are actually really grotesque. Um, the, some of the fairies in Scottish lore actually um, are more like gargoyles or like evil little creatures that have no nose and um, like a hole for a Imps. nose. And yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, again, some can fly, but they all are said to be able to appear and disappear at will. So they can blink, blink. Like yep. house elf style, just sure. Yep. poof at it. Yep, exactly. <laughs> so uh, they are described most commonly as pale white skin, light eyes or green eyes more specifically, have fairer hair and, um, again, like you described, very slight, slender yeah. frame. Yeah. O- almost like the uh, Tolkien elvish vibes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and I found this to be probably the most interesting bit of information while I was doing my research, is that... There is a lot of people, a lot of people out there who say brownies, hobgoblins, elves, gnomes, hags, will-o'-the-wisps, and even banshees are fey folk. Yeah. I, oh, well, I've definitely heard brownies and imps and, and the like being lobbed into there. I've also heard of uh, leprechauns and... Yep. and uh, Gargoyles have even been talked about in the Ray of the Film. So have yeah elves. But my understanding is that it's more. So when banshees were first described, they were actually wailing spirits, right? That would chase people away from fairy forts. If you got too close to a fairy fort, you may see a banshee. But the banshee was basically there. To scare you the hell away. Am I going banshee hunting now? Uh, <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't know if I'd want to go banshee hunting. I want to meet a fairy. <laughs> We're going to circle back to that. Because I got info 
I'm, on how you I'm, can attract I'm here fairies. for it. I'm here for it. But before we get into that, we're going to talk about what are fairies. So what what are fairies? I mean, obviously, the most common thought would be they're a magical creature. Yeah. They're, 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 they're real. They're, they definitely have magic. They're a magical creature or being of some type. Yeah. Um, some claim that it, they're um, the form of a spirit, whether it be metaphysical, supernatural, or preternatural. Okay. So that's the form they choose to take, but their existence is really as a spirit. I see. Right. Um, Christian tradition suggests fallen angels or demons are actually fey folk. I don't know about that. I, I could see where the um, crossover could happen, though, because there's a lot of uh, lore on making deals with fairies as well as making deals oh, with devils. Right. Okay. So, so I could see how the the cross-contamination, so to speak, would happen. Oh, there, there you go. <laughs> okay. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, pagans would see them as deities. Um, some people see them as spirits of the dead or spirits of nature. So, like, you got the earth, wind, fire... The elemental aspect of fairies. Um, again, most are with human characteristics. Definitely magical. I would say every single one of them is magical. They can do supernatural things well, that us humans cannot. If it, if an agreed upon group all states that all fae can just disappear, well, that's automatically magical. Right. Like, like, like if you can like blink in and out of existence, I mean, come on. You're magical. You're magic. I don't care if we figured out with science. I'm calling you a magical right. girl. <laughs> exactly. So, um, and this was another thing that I, I kind of knew, but I mean, obviously reading it, but most have a penchant for trickery. Yeah. But it can be either good or bad. Yes. So when we mean good, that trickery could be like, think of the cobbler and the elves. The elves come into the house and they make all his little shoes for him. And he's like, oh, you're, that's so awesome. I don't have to do any work. All my shoes are done. My favorite version of good trickery is with brownies because they're oh. known if you leave out like all the ingredients for a recipe or all the stuff to build a certain thing. They'll come and they'll do it and they'll be like, ha ha, you didn't get to make it. Oh, that's their form of trick. Oh, okay. So they take away your joy from being able to create something. Yeah. And they okay. just do it for you. And it's, okay. it's helpful and adorable. Right. Right. But there are so there are also bad fairies. Oh, yeah. Like super bad fairies that would love to trick you into death like th again think will of the wisps they're lights that you usually see in boggy areas and you think if you follow it you're going to end up safe or and and it basically leads you deeper into the to the bog or the swamp and you're you're done you're yeah. toast at that point yeah yeah so um the the other um just to throw this out there again scottish have the um going back to the to the um uh rhyme that i read they have the seely court yes and the unseely court. unseely court and that's actually something that as much as i'd learned about fey in my life growing up mm -hmm. i did not actually hear about 
that particular topic till I started playing Dungeons and Dragons. Oh. Uh, <laughs> because they they use the Sealy and Unsealy core oh, for classifying gotcha. okay. certain creatures from the Fey Realm. Sure. And it's the good ones and the not so good ones. Right. Right. So Fey versus Imp. Mm-hmm. So what would a what would a fairy discussion be if I didn't mention um, the Tuatha de Danannon? What the? So it's a um, this is actually from Irish Celtish. How have I not heard this history? Tuatha de Danannon, de Danannon, de Danannon. Think of Willow. They talk about Tuatha de Danannon in Willow. The movie Willow. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and they and they have. I haven't thought about the Willow little folk. In years. Yeah, they have the little folk in it, and you know, all kinds of magical stuff. So, the the Tuatha are actually a race of supernaturally gifted people in Irish mythology. So, we're going to the source, like cool. the source. So, um. They were mainly deities of pre-Christian Ireland. Tales of uh, Tuatha de Danannon refer, refer to them as being fairies, but in ancient times, they were regarded as god- gods and goddesses. Wow. Legend says they came from islands in the north mm. of the world. Mm. Or big capital or even from the sky <gasps> aliens and ets <clears throat> well you said the north and my brain immediately jumped to in the hollow earth right i did too like the green folk oh sh- yeah 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 i i initially but honestly when they said from the sky i'm like <clears throat> aliens and ets especially since a lot of fae are described as like glowing orbs Oh, Mm -hmm. and don't we know about glowing orbs? That's interesting. So after being defeated in a series of battles with other otherworldly beings, I know, (laughs) I know. And then by the ancestors of the current Irish people, they were said to have withdrawn to the Sidhe or so S-I-D-H-E, not city but today, or fairy mounds to live. And uh, these fairy mounds are now associated with otherworldly realms, most notably Tirnanog, or the land of youth. Now, have you heard of Tirnanog? That one does ring a bell. Okay. That so one Tirnanog. does ring a bell. So that, that leads us into, okay, where do we find fairies? Why did they have an otherworldly warrant? <laughs> I know. Well, I mean, because if they're tricksters and they continually trick on the human, the human race, maybe some other otherworldly people said, you're being too naughty. <laughs> Behave yourselves or you're going to be. I, I love this concept. Right? <laughs> so where do we find them? Where do we find them? I'll, I'll, I'll let you digress. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, fairy forts. Ring forts, hill forts, stone circles, tree circles, or fairy rings. Now, fairy rings and stone circles, I did know. 
Mm-hmm. I knew those for sure. So these are seen as where the Fae live or as the entrance to the Fae world. Yeah. So cutting down or destroying fairy forts are very bad luck. Uh, some even say cutting brush, bushes, or flowers around or in these structures will result in real harm or death. Oh, my God. So in Ireland alone, there is said to be over 40,000 fairy forts. Let that sink in. Holy cow. 40,000. That's a lot of acreage right there to just be taken up by fairies. Right. Right? So I'm going to show you a picture of just one of these. um, Fairy forts. Fairy forts. And what they mean by tree rings. (gasps) Oh. It is legitimately a perfect gen generally i've seen as perfect as you could get in nature i've seen some that aren't a perfect circle but that's a damn near perfect circle of trees like a donut of trees yeah like holy cow yeah yeah i wouldn't step foot in there right (laughs) i'd be like screw that i love that they have farmland right up to the edge of it too Mm -hmm. and so this is these are different examples of fairy rings. So some of them are dis- just discolored grass or mushrooms. absent grass or a mushroom ring. Yeah. And the mushroom ring I was completely mm-hmm. familiar with. So, and then here's one of a really good mushroom ring. Oh, I, I, I love really love that. that. Right. So now I'm going to talk about the fairy ring. So the fairy ring is a little bit different than the mounds or structures or the trees. This is literally just something that you see on the ground. And it can be small, like a couple feet in diameter, or it can be like meters, like huge. Um, so a ring or perfect circle of mushrooms is usually what is considered a fairy ring, found in woodland or grassy areas. Laura says this is where fairies have danced, yeah. had celebrations or feasts, or even again, it is the entrance to the Fey, to a Fey village. Right, like a yeah. little, a little portal, if you will. Yeah, yeah, fair, right? Yeah. So if you happen to enter a ring when the fairies are dancing, it is said they will make it so you can't stop dancing until you fall down from exhaustion and possibly die. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Wait, real real quick pause because my brain's drawing some dots. Okay. Okay. Fairy rings can be discolor- discolored and or, or changed or dead grass. Yes. Fairies might be aliens. Are crop circles fairy rings? That's an interesting <laughs> pin in the corkboard. That is a pin and a string right there. Right? I would say yes. Yeah. I, I'd rather assume they are on the safe side than like. Right? Go trampsing in. Oh, sure. I would I would agree with that. Sorry, my brain just went right there and I was like. I that is crazy. Okay, I love it though. Okay. I love it. Okay, so now we circled back. How to attract a fae. Be beautiful. 
be beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they love nature, obviously. Yeah. So um, gardens are perfect. In fact, gardens are like if you want to attract a fae folk, you just plant a garden. Like if you've ever stepped in your grandma's backyard and the flowers are everywhere and everything. It yep. gives that mystical fairy vibe yep. right away. So flowers that some say are fairy friendly oh. are bluebells, daisies, foxglove, jasmine, marigolds, pansies, primrose, and pussy willows. And they said pussy willows because they make great pillows. <laughs> Stop. That's so cute. A fairy pillow. I love that. But to be fair... I'm sure that just about any flower would do if you wanted to build a fairy garden. Yeah, I, I yeah. feel like it's like, that's probably your preferential yeah. fairies that like that stuff. Right. There's other fairies. Right. So when you think about it, I mean, the elemental part of fairies, you have the fairies that like the the, the earth and the grow, things that grow, but fairies also like rocks. Yeah. So um, rocks either to sit on, rocks to build on, rocks to put in their little circles, but they like the shiny ones. Oh, God, I'm a fairy. <laughs> Agate, quartz, and crystals. Yes. Woo. Yep. So use those to decorate around your little fairy garden. So you, you plant your flowers. Then you put out your little rocks and make paths. and Tons of crystals everywhere. Yep. Lots and lots of crystals. The shinier the rocks, the better. Yep. They also love shiny, shiny things like trinkets. I used to leave, like, jewelry and little knickknacks yes. that i'd find yes out in the bird bath in hopes that fairies would come and get it yes <laughs> and that's the other thing they love mirrors and so if you if you can't um put a mirror out there then obviously a bowl of water or a Reflect bird bath the surface yeah so they can stare at their little pretty selves so they're very vain creatures they love <laughs> to look at their reflections now, I did read that, that fairies also like little fountains. So, like, because it's the little teeny trickle and teeny tinkle of the water that they like. But they don't like running rivers. Right. So, like, really, really well, rushing water. washed away. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's the noise. Like just a little tinkling. But but we'll talk about that in a second. Okay. Um, they like certain foods. Oh. So the menehung of Hawaiian lore love bananas and fish. So if you... That seems like a terrible combination. <laughs> I, I'm like, uh, hate bananas, love fish, but hey, I'm not a... Menehung. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, really odd combination with that one. But in general, most fae folk like milk, honey, mead, wine, ale. I think they like to get crunk, but that's just me. Uh, cakes, fruit, cookies, and candy. I think that's why often we see fairies depicted having little tea parties. They got oh, all the sweets and crumpets out there. They yeah. have their milk and honey and their mm -hmm. tea and their florals and their tea. All there the shiny go. things. All tea parties are things. like peak fairy environment. There you go. There you go. So um, 
bread is a tricky one because I also saw bread being on that list. But other sources say um, that if you're traveling outdoors or at night, you actually keep bread in your pocket to ward off fairies. Yes. Yes. I have heard this too. And I've heard that's part of why things went bad for Hansel and Gretel is because he had all that bread in his pocket. Oh, gosh. And he dropped it out. Little piece at a time. Oh, no. Now, so it just encouraged bad things to happen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that one can go either way. Kind of like um, some other things that we'll talk about here. But uh, you definitely don't want to keep iron, salt, or sugar where you want to have fairies. Yeah. This repels them. And they don't like harsh bells or sounds. So like um, the gently gentle tinkling little bells, like think of teeny tiny little bells. Wind chimes. Um, little wind chimes that are very tinkly sounding, um, but not like a cowbell or a big sound. Don't blast your speakers. Yeah. Go figure. I mean, they like the little tinkly things, but I mean, not the big sounds. To them, it would be, the sound is way more than what it would be to us i i would i would think okay that's yeah that's fair that's fair so okay so now for my last little tidbit here we're going to talk about protecting against mean or trickster fae so again iron or steel it said they don't like forged metals yeah so horseshoe Above a door, scissors or a knife hung by the door will keep them from entering a house. Some uh, older lore said if you put a pair of scissors like hanging on a baby's crib, which I don't know why you would do that. Please do not put scissors on your baby's crib. This is your PSA right now. (laughs) Yes, but they they did say that. Um, Salt or sugar. And the reason for that was... um, because if it's spilled on the ground. They have to stop and count all the grains. Yes. And yeah. it's like a punishment. Yeah. I can you imagine a little fairy sitting there going, 10,001, 10,002, <laughs> son of a bitch. 10,003, 10,000 and... Oh, wait. Where was I? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> no. No. I lost count. Yeah, that's a punishment. That's a punishment right there. <laughs> the poor fairies. Uh, some references said turning your clothes inside out. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know the thought behind that. Walks into the woods with my clothes on backwards inside out. I'm safe. Yes. <laughs> yes. One person was being attacked by fairies and being dragged into a fairy circle. So he took off his glove and turned it inside out and threw the at them <laughs> as a weapon. And they scattered and disappeared. Ah, seems. <laughs> <laughs> no, please. Don't, don't make me. Uh, certain herbs like St. John's wort, red verbena, um, ash tree. Um, four-leaf clover or rowan is said to repel All right, that's fairies. why four-leaf clovers mm-hmm. are lucky. Yep. Ash tree, um, specifically, if you are stuck in a fairy circle, somebody can reach in with a piece of ash tree 
and you can grab hold of it and they can whoop, yank you out of the fairy circle and you won't have to dance anymore. In some modern stories where they use fey folk, they often use ash as a almost weapon type item against them as well. Yes. Yes. Something that 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 inhibits their immortality in a way. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So um, my resources, and I just have to list, list these because that is the, this is the funnest list of of references oh, that I have had to I'm absolutely sure. Sorcererofte.com, which is beautiful. Okay, whoever thought of that, you're beautiful. Historicuk.com, wikipedia.com, woodlandtrust.org.uk, trackersearcher.com, trackerearth.com, fairynightselfia.com, otherworldlyoracle.com, and BritishFairies.wordpress.com. <laughs> I love that. Dun, dun, dun. I love that. So I will say, um, you know, there's so much, so much I didn't mention. Well, but that is just a taste. With how many races there are in the, in the Fafo oh, world. Oh, gosh. You could break it down to the the individual races and do a whole thing on just one. One. And, and that's possibly something we look at doing in the future, obviously. Yeah. But There's yeah. a, a lot there. And but. each of them have their own temperament, their own look, their own... Yeah. 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 For sure. Well, so, so fairies in general, you know, like we talked about, there's so many of them. And mm-hmm. they're, they're either good or evil. But, but something else that's, that's tied to them inertly is this uh i I don't want to say other dimension because that's not quite right but they are often described as living in a world parallel to ours okay yeah so parallel dimension maybe but but part of me really likes the thought that it's it's not even necessarily a, a parallel dimension but but a thing right here that we just can't we don't have the comprehension to see. Well, think about it. Um, the human eye can only register certain colors. Yeah. The human ear can only hear certain registers. Like elephants have a way broader vocal range and hearing range. Same Shrimp with dogs. have a better hear- seeing range than we right. do. So, I mean, who's to say that it's if we just had better sight capabilities that we couldn't see or hearing and and that's kind of what i like to think is that it's it's more of a situation and and this could play into their ability to disappear at will that it's more like a chameleon sort of thing yeah where they can put on this layer of of light that we cannot visualize and just oh okay and wear it kind of like a cloaking device or yeah. like yeah okay they just, sure they just can make their bodies a color that we just click click snap on snap off <laughs> oh my okay, god sorry oh my god <laughs> sorry i just you pulled that there. out of the the realm of yeah. dead dead <laughs> i'm so sorry dead i am so sorry i apologize now i love that okay uh and <laughs> And we also know they possess powers. So with possessing their powers, um, a lot of people, knowing this good and evil, 
would try and make deals with the Fae. Okay. So it was quite common for people to try and and do things like Rumpelstiltskin is a great example of of Fae. Um, I'll spin all this gold for you and you just give me this or that Uh or this. And and I'd almost feel like genies almost fall into this sort of of realm here in this yes i'll give you what you're asking for but it's not coming at the price you think it is exactly and and uh, that's fascinating the story of rumpelstiltskin because i i just realized that the way she could reverse the whole situation is she had to learn his name she had to invoke his name yep yeah dang so because there were so many people Attempting to make deals with Faye and having mm-hmm. poor luck at it. Mm-hmm. There has become, over the years, this master list of rules for dealing with the Faye. Oh. Okay. So, I did not write this all down. I have it, I have it saved here because I... Uh, listen, I'm a little bit lazy sometimes. <laughs> to be fair, this one was a little bit late in the research process because we've... We've, we've had life going on, so, I mean, I get it. Yeah, li- life just, you know, it pops out. Yeah. Um, so, here are the rules. For Rule number one, politeness and respect goes a long way. It could save your butt and is a really universal skill to have. Yes. So, you want to, you want to treat them like they are your grandma and you are at a nice dinner. Yes. <laughs> that is an excellent way of putting it. Yeah. Yeah. They, you do not want to piss off any fey folk. No. And poor manners are a great way to piss them off. Yes. I would agree. Number two, if a fairy starts talking to you, be sure to be polite. Uh, it will not do you any harm. Um, but if you are rude or pompous, um, because you, you may find yourself in a heap of trouble. So pompous is very specific because of fairies' inherent vanity. Huh. If you are trying to present yourself as prettier or better or anything oh. above them, it hits their vanity and they see it as rudeness. How dare you not be complimenting me? How dare you talk about yourself <laughs> above me? I am right here, obviously. Wow. The original Karen. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> um, three, do not purposely insult the fae apologize and truly mean it even then they may not forgive you uh-huh p.s a lot of humans are the same way <laughs> <laughs> that's true too um please do not assume that all fae know one another or like one another you oh that's interesting yeah you can't be like oh i've got a good relationship with phil and the other fairies be like and what the fuck does that mean to me <laughs> <laughs> Phil can That's go kick racist. rocks. <laughs> you just think we all know each other? Jeez. God. Awful. Yeah. <laughs> fairy food. It, number five is fairy food is fine um, if it's from someone you personally trust. Otherwise, do not accept food from the Fae. Oh. Yeah. So don't eat what the Fae give you. Okay. Don't eat the fairy food. 
bad bad juju happens? Bad juju happens. No. Don't eat the fairy food. But what if it's like looks yummy? Don't eat it. <laughs> Don't eat it. <laughs> Don't eat grass. <laughs> Okay, okay, I will. <clears throat> Promise. Six. Do offer the fey folk sweet, shiny, natural gifts. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So if you're trying to get on their good side, give them something that you would give a six-year-old girl. Like a cupcake, a shiny thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and a flower. Like you're golden. I, I will say this. I saw this in my lore, too, that... If you're going to give them an offering, make sure it's on a natural substance. Yeah. So like on a wood plate or a leaf or a stone bowl or something to that effect. Because if you just go out there with your freaking, you know, Tupperware. Yeah. Rude. Insulting. They really don't like um, natural materials that have been manipulated from their original form. Oh. So paper... Is trees right. that have been messed yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I could see that they'd be like, you. Which is why they have the whole thing with forged metals. Oh, yeah. Okay. Anyway. Uh, honey. It's just literally honey. If all else fails, honey. Honey. Um, okay. I'm going to keep that in my back pocket. Eight. Recognize your environmental and carbon footprint. Uh, plenty of fae dedicate time trying to help the planet, and they will not be pleased if you do not. And I think back in the older days, this would be more along the lines of don't just run into a forest and chop down all the trees in one glen. Oh, well, yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. You be considerate. Don't be mean. Okay. Nine. According to lore, it would be wise not to walk into circles of mushrooms. Again. We we, we know that one. Yeah. Ten. Circles of dark green grass, too. We covered that. <laughs> Eleven. If you choose to befriend a fairy, do not carry cold iron on you, like we said. Mm-hmm. Twelve. Fairy time is different from earthly time. Time does not move in the same speeds for us as it does for them, which is why they seem impossibly old while looking impossibly young. Think oh. black hole time manipulation. If you've seen okay. Interstellar, that same vibe. Okay. Yeah. Uh, 13. Try not to say thank you. As much as you're using your manners, saying thank you sort of, they, they, they feel like it's sort of like a pat on the head, like, oh, thank you. You did such a good job. Oh, like uh, condescending. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Okay. If you want to show your appreciation, you should try something like saying, You are most kind. I appreciate your help. I appreciate this act of kindness or fellowship. Um, Rather than saying, thank you, you you did something to service me. This goes back to the vanity. Oh. I appreciate that you are so generous. I appreciate that you are, you're building up that ego for them. Okay. Yeah. That, okay. Yeah. Uh, Fourteen. Not over or under, but in between is where you'll find the blessed and unseen. So, what this is referring to is, if you don't know, there's also, like, natural arches that happen in nature. Like, if you've ever seen trees fall over naturally, or just, 
you know, things with rocks and stuff like that, those are also considered to be portals of sorts. And walking through them can bring a lot of bad because, again, you don't know if you're getting the good or the bad trickery. It's better to just avoid it all together. Okay. If you don't know if snake's a rattlesnake, just... We do have a natural arch here that's close to Arco, but um, the where it's at because it's on such a steep terrain thank heavens you can't walk through it or under it (laughs) you can walk up and see it but but people do this all the time when they're just going on a hike and you know not thinking not thinking and they just walk through an arch okay some people also walk upstairs they find randomly in the woods and those people are nuts that's a whole nother episode that's a whole nother thing i know i'm sorry Okay. Uh, nothing in fairy is black or white. Everything is gray. I didn't tell that you the. I didn't of... tell you a lie. I didn't tell you the truth. I kind. I. Oh. You see. Okay. It's not this or that. It's in the middle. Keeping rule 13 in in mind, do not say, I'm sorry, say, my apologize, pardon me, I express regret. Because if you say, I'm sorry, it's almost like you owe them a debt. You're admitting fault and an owing. Oh. Mm Mm-hmm. When the face speak, they mean everything they say. Their tongue holds power, so be careful what you say and listen closely to them because they may be saying more than they let on. Think about the way your genie's manipulating your wish sort of vibe. Right. So even though everything's gray to them, words are very literal. Words have a lot of meaning to them. So the words they say are truthful in the way that their interpretation of the meaning of the words is truthful. So if they say, I am going to make sure that you never have to worry about money struggles, sure, but that could mean you're going to fall off a cliff and not have to deal oh. with money struggles. Oh, okay. That's eerily tragic, but alrighty. Um, if you are super awesome and you can get the fae to promise something, they will stick to that promise even if it means them death. The phrases, a fairy's promise, and you have my word are very powerful. Either of these sayings mean business. Oh, uh, 19. The Fae are masters of manipulation. They will twist your words. Okay. We know that. 20. You can actually contact a Fae. Bond between you and them where both parties have to do something for one another, but be careful. Fairies are very good at finding loopholes. Example, you can't say, uh, you say they can't cause you any injury and then they bite you. Explaining... The fact that they simply chose to take injury as meaning of verbal assault instead of bodily harm. What jerk? <laughs> Come on. The Fae are able to use glamour to confuse you. And this is another thing, going back to that like turning invisible thing. Okay. They are known to have what is called a glamour, where they sure, can sure. present themselves in a way that they aren't. An mm. imp could look like what we classically think of as a fairy, but be an imp. Okay. Yeah. So they can, it's just, again, that gray area. Well, uh, technically I'm an imp, but right now you're going to see me a little bit more like a fairy. Yeah. Or. 
who cares what I actually look like? This is how I'm presenting myself. Ooh. That's a dangerous subject. Yeah. Little, <laughs> um, little tricksters. Uh, if you are going for walks in wooded areas and get an overwhelming feeling of not being welcomed, leave immediately. I feel like this is just common sense. Yeah, I would be like... If you get bad vibes, go. Go. Yeah. Don't be the dumb white people in the horror movie. Leave. Yeah. Please. Yeah. Um, some areas are more prone to act- fairy activity than others. Mm-hmm. And branches from hawthorn trees have protective abilities, and they also lure fairies. So hawthorn trees also have particular abilities. So if you're going to go hiking, use a hawthorn walking staff? I would say that's a reasonable approach as opposed... Or an ash tree staff? As opposed to, like, you know, turning your clothes inside out? Like, (laughs) (laughs) that seems like some... Can you see other hikers walking past you going... (laughs) Okay, that guy's batshit. <laughs> just in inside out clothes wearing like yeah. lots of iron all over you. <laughs> Got a horseshoe hanging from your neck. Yeah. You're like, sup. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to explain a lot of these rules and kind of like, I like to keep people informed. Because guess what? If you're going to sure. run into fate, you should. You should be informed. Okay. But I, I wanted to touch on a couple of supposed fairy sightings through the years. And turn you guys all on to a not-sponsored person who I think everyone should watch if you're interested in fairies. Okay, cool. Uh, So here are a couple of possible sightings. In 2017, in North Carolina, James Cornan was exploring the remains of a falcon nest and finds an odd skeleton. Now, there is a lot of debate about this skeleton on the internet for a myriad of reasons. Not the most being that people are assuming that it is a fairy, which makes a lot of people go, you are so wrong. And how dare you even say anything like that? So these are the pictures that he posted with his findings. The bone. Now, they granted, they don't say from what part of this, but the bone was tested and is indeed actual bone. Now, people argue that it could be a marmoset. People argue that someone could have whittled bone down to this size. Very hard. This is a very delicate structure that uh, I've shown you right now. That is so accurate. Yeah. That is legitimately so anatomically accurate. I don't know how anybody could have possibly whittled that. No. I I, I will say that right now. That is... The, the eye sockets, everything else. So that uh, he's he's got a uh, what looks like a quarter next to the head or the skull. And it legitimately is just slightly bigger than a quarter. Yeah. But I'm looking at it from a medical point of view. And the rib cage is accurate. The spinal column is very accurate. It's not something that looks you like could, a scapula that it, you could not wow. 3D print this, you guys. No. And, no. And and that's fascinating. Yeah, so it's this it's this really cool little find, but it's of such debate, but it, for a lot of people in the like mysticism community, it's mm-hmm. irrefutable proof that there is a that there's tiny folk out there. The wee, sure. the wee folk are out there. The wee folk. <laughs> that was beautiful. <laughs> um, the next 
a set of remains I'm going to show you is from 2016. During an estate sale of a mansion supposedly owned by someone named Thomas Theodore Marilyn, the preserved remains were discovered um, as part of a massive collection that included werewolves. What? And aliens. And of course, the fairies. What? So here is this first oh one. Oh my gosh. Okay, I'm going to have to look I, this I up. did not get any pictures of the werewolves and aliens. They're not relevant to today's topic. So we'll have to go explore those later as something fun. Oh my giddy I think aunt. he might be a person of interest as far as as people go. Again, this, this, this is... Whew. Okay, the... the the skeleton is most definitely anatomically correct mm -hmm. to that of a human or humanoid creature. It's very tiny because he's, again, got a quarter... Coin of looks, some sort. Yeah, quarter-size coin there. And the wings, they, they literally look like dried butterfly wings. Yeah. Holy shit! Isn't that amazing? That is cool. The other one, this one feels a little bit more likely to be fake. But if you'll zoom in, it talks about it. There's notes saying it's mummified, and it's this mummified fairy-like creature um, in a display case with a sketching behind it of of things, almost Whoa. like a. Like you'd find in like a Lewis and Clark journal of, of documenting creatures. Yeah. Isn't that weird? That this guy just had that in his basement? I'm a little jealous. So he had both of these? Yes. What? Both of these were in, in his possession along with the remains of supposed aliens and supposed werewolves. Okay. That, that is. This guy was like a, a cryptid remains collector. In, in a that is weird terrifying and, and so fascinating at the same time. That one is a little creepy, but yeah, it's wow, it's a lot. The wow. next the next thing I'm going to show you comes from a professor John Hyatt, uh, who took photos over the course of two years in the Rosendell Valley of Britain, and he believes, as someone who is a study of like nature and. Mm -hmm. Uh, not geography, biology, that the creatures in this photo are without a doubt fae. And it's this picture. They almost look uh, like tiny insects. But if you if you zoom in on them, they have like legs and arms and, and heads. And, then, and you can definitely tell that it's, I mean, it's a picture taking of, of, of things in motion. Yeah. And he took photos over the course of two years to show look it's not just this one photo they caught it this one time i've taken wow. multiple and they all showed this very similar thing that these are very humanoid creatures that are on a much smaller scale than us wow and i love it this just happens to be the clearest of the photos he had available in his collection wow this next one is personally one of my favorites i think she is gorgeous. I'll let you look at her as I tell you about her. So. What? Uh, 
a Brett Madden captures a picture in Thailand while working for a National Geographic. And this is the picture that he took of this seeming like mummy-like corpse thing. And talking with the locals, um, it appears to be something that they identify as uh, a creature called the Naripon or the Thai flower fairies that are both animal and plant. Um, supposedly their existence has been confirmed uh, by x-raying skeletal remains through fruit. Whoa. Legend says that these creatures um, are these start out as these flowers blossoming and then when they fall off they become animal-like and living-like but because of the way their structure is they only live for a few days like flies or bugs would and when they die they turn into this this mummified remains of them and the mummified remains carry their seeds to become new plants to birth more of the fairies okay that's okay Ooh. isn't that that is weird uh, i just got i don't even have words to describe weird and beautiful I, okay weird and beautiful i can go i can go with that now Ooh. i we we were gonna delve more into this but i cannot talk about fairies and not at least mention that for a long time people believed that the Cottonley family had mm-hmm. legitimate pictures of fairies yes um there was a series of five pictures taken with these daughters and fairies but in a later interview one of the daughters claimed they were paper cutouts of fairies and that's why no doctoring to the photos was right. able to be exhibited right but it's still a fascinating story and shows how much people truly believe that fairies are out there in fact there are enough people that believe in the fae realm that there is this guy who his whole life, his whole job, his whole retirement is devoted to fairies right now. And I think he is a weird little guy. I want to do more and have a whole episode just for him sometime because he goes into so much. Wow. But his name is Erwin Saunders. He is on YouTube if you ever decide to look him up. Okay. He... Goes out in the woods each day. He brings himself like a little lunch bag. He brings a pencil and paper and he will find one place, sit down. He usually will look for signs of Faye that he is over the oh, years. Okay. Has ha- learned or. Has learned and over the course of his videos gets better and better at identifying. And he will sit in that spot and he will be quiet and he will just sit there and occasionally like whisper and tell you what's going on. And you will see footage of things in the background moving and they're humanoid fade-like creatures i didn't want to like screenshot his stuff for this particular stuff but he does okay artwork and sketches of what oh. he sees and so i've got three of his sketches here this one is one of the fae oh that's beautiful placing stones at this like spiral tree and he is he's shown how they they make their clothing and how they make their tools. What? And what their society is like. Oh my gosh. And That's awesome. He's got this one of one at the roots of a tree. And he he is one it's of It's very interesting. He almost their heads are almost 
not proportionate. Yeah, and I mean they're very small, slight figures, but their heads are not round like we would think. It's almost like a melon shape on a like kind of. Yeah, don't you think? Yeah, like but they're oblong very, in a yeah. way. Yeah, 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 yeah. So not this, like alien, like vertical, but like melon shaped, like this, horizontal. This one is very interesting to me. It's a supposed sketch of one of the leaders. Of the Fae that he's seen. Oh my gosh. Very peaceful, portrait like drawing. And this guy just. You could go on. That is fascinating. And, and debate. I love that. His footage till you die because he did start filming in the years where where CGI is so good that it's really hard to tell and it's really hard to to make sense of what's real and what's not with deep fake out there on the internet. Okay, but I mean to be fair, if 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 you just look at his artwork, he's a wonderful artist. He and definitely original to interpretation. His if you follow and watch his stuff, he has an approach to nature and the world and his followings of them that is so beautiful, Jenna. That is nice. I Okay, this little guy, this little leader guy reminds me of a cross between and I hate to say it, Yoda and um Gollum. <laughs> Oh my gosh, big why eyes, is that the big so eyes accurate? The, I know, but it's great. It's I amazing. It. And and it, it he really he really goes to show that Faye, even though they're this very related to this childlike topic, mm-hmm. Faye are always tied into children's type stuff. Sure. He brings an approach and adultness and a realness to it that makes it feel very magical for me, even as an adult. That's awesome. And it is so beautiful. Like, no that matter is awesome. if you believe the Fae are real or not, they, they bring a sense of wonder to your world as you're going about things in nature. Sure. Yeah. And I think that is so beautiful. That is, yeah. I agree. Yeah. I agree. So as long as they're, like, out in nature and they're not running amok in my house and, like... I'd invite brownies into my house. I want uh, them doing my stuff for me. Well. But what if they get like too ambitious? They and have they start, to like they have to give your... me names before they come into my house. Okay, that's fair. And I'll just say, listen, I won't use your names as long as you're not little shits. <laughs> kind of like our kids. <laughs> kind of like our kids. <laughs> that's awesome. Aww. Okay, so tea with the fairies. Yes. Yep. 100%. I think it sounds scrumptious. We'd have desserts. We'd have yep. honey. We would have. I yep. can't not have tea with the fairies. This would have been a this would be a perfect it tea for fairies. It tasted like flowers smell. Yep. In the best way possible. Yep. This would be a tea for the fairies. It really for would. For sure. So yep, I would tea with the fairies in the woods. Maybe not in a fairy circle cuz I wouldn't want them to like, you know, be mischievous Just, and drag me away. You no, know, it's going to be very awkward tea party because we can't call them by their names and and we can't give them ours but it'll be fine (laughs) hey hi i'm thing one (laughs) i'm 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 the blue shirt girl (laughs) that sounds like an extra name (laughs) blue shirt girl sure four minutes of screen time (laughs) or you could say just call me 
pansy. Call me the chosen one. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. I loved this episode. I hope you guys did too. Um, It was a favorite. Yeah. Already it's a favorite. So uh, hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, info at steepmystery.com. Let us know what you feel about fairies. If you have fairy lore or... If you have pictures or... Or fairy gardens. Or, or fairy gardens or you've seen a fairy ring. Show us. We love that stuff. Yeah. It's so cute. It's Let beautiful. us know. Okay. Well, we will uh, see you next time and keep it steeped. Bye. Bye. Bye.